Hi, everybody, and thanks for checking into this today. My name is Ryland, pastor at Rockbrook Church, and we are just coming off some incredible Christmas Eve services, and the Christmas season is closing down, and we are about to celebrate the new year. So I just wanted to drop in here with this podcast with some encouragement before we close out the year. And instead of me giving you another sermon, you can scroll back there and hear a lot of sermons from me. Instead, I wanted to give someone else the floor. I wanted to introduce you to an amazing person in our church family. Those of you who already know her, you'll be excited about this. She serves in many areas in our church, on our growth track, in Rockbrook for Kids, at the info table. She's quick to sign up for projects and serve day and help others and help her small group. She runs a business. She has a growing family. Her name is Diana Simon. A couple of weeks ago, I sat down with Diana, actually in the middle of some type of windstorm, which was wild, remember that day? But I sat down with her for a conversation and asked her to just reflect on her year with us or for our benefit. Now, why am I doing that and why would I want to share that with you? Well, it really flows from this idea. That is that I don't just want to look at someone who's farther along than me in something and say, well, how do I do what they do? Instead, what I want to ask is, how can I think like they think? So for instance, say you're learning an instrument and you want to learn from someone who's farther along than you. While it'd be great to be able to copy what they do, what's even more powerful is to ask, how does this person think about their instrument? How do they approach it? What charts or theories are in their head? Because then I can apply that to more situations and circumstances and grow from there. That can be true for business. That can be true for leadership. That can be true in school. That can be true for parenting. That can be true for marriage. For so many things in life, we want to grow and get better at not only, oh, okay, there's someone succeeding. How do I do what they do? But how do I think like they think? And this is also true for our walk with God and just living out life. So I asked Diana to let us just listen in as she reflects on her year, because I think there's benefit in hearing how this spiritually mature person processes some of these things. So I'm so glad she decided to make time for us. Enjoy this conversation with Diana Simon. Well, Diana, hi. Thanks so much for joining us for this. And my goal here is this is going to be coming out the week of the last week of the year. And I'm calling it turning the page. And just this idea of turning the page from where we've been and where we're going. That last week of the year in between Christmas and New Year's just has so much of those aspects of it. I love seeing, you know, people's most listened to songs that they'll put out there and they'll put out all the books that they've read and all the things that have happened. And of course, we're all reflecting on our year, good and bad, and then turning the page to a new year. And one of the parallels I want to make here is that we're turning the page 
but we also need to be turning the pages of Scripture as we turn the pages in our lives. And I thought, who better to talk to (laughs) about reflecting on our life, uh, turning the pages of Scripture, uh, moving forward in life into what God has for us than Diana Simon. Oh, my. <laughs> well, I am just truly honored to be asked. I'm, I feel totally, I was so surprised when you called and asked me to do this, and I am just totally humbled by it, but I, I am glad to try to do what I can to, to get what you're wanting from this conversation. Absolutely. Um, how long have you been coming to Rockbrook now? I began in February of 2011. Wow. I, I got a postcard in the mail, and I liked what it said, and so I thought I'd give you give it a try, and so I got up this February morning. It was pea soup fog outside, <laughs> and I thought, do I really want to do this? And I talked myself into it, and had trouble finding it because I hadn't even driven by it. And in the fog, <laughs> having to turn there off of Mullen Road, I wasn't sure which building. But anyway, I walked in. Service had already started. I heard the music playing, and it caught me right right there. Really? And, wow. And everybody was just, like, like you hear so much, everybody was just so friendly, so welcoming. And so I started that Sunday, and I kept coming every Sunday afterwards, and then I started bringing my mother with me, and she went with me until she passed away in 2012, and uh, anyway, here Glory I am. Glory to God. Here I am, 10 Oh, years I'm later. so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. And serving in all the ways that you do, and giving back, and you're an encouragement to so many people, and I know you're going to encourage people today. You know, one of the things when I called you that I asked for was just I knew you would be doing this anyway, reflecting on your year. What are some, I'd love to just walk through some monumental things that have happened in this year. The first monumental thing that happened, I think, was probably one of the biggest. I had two new uh, great-grandbabies born, uh, making a a total of three. I have six grandchildren, and now I have three great-grandchildren. My Oldest grandson had a little girl on April 30th named Clover, and then my my granddaughter had a uh, little boy, and he has a very presidential name. It's Carter Monroe Adams. Wow. (laughs) I love it. And he was born on June 3rd. So... uh, that they're both healthy, beautiful little babies. So that that started out the year, and then, kind of coincidentally, I serve in uh, step two, a growth track, and Haley Nelson uh, co-hosts with me. And about the same time, my grandkids were expecting babies. She and her husband Cody were expecting their first little boy. Yeah. And so I actually did a devotion. Uh, just her last day of serving for Growth Tech until she took maternity leave, uh, I did a devotion for her, and I just thought I would share uh, one of the verses that just that I uh, gave to her in her honor uh, during the devotion, and that comes from James uh, 1, uh, verses 17 to 18. 
Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes as a shifting shadow does. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we out of all creation became his prized possessions. So then after that, my best friend and I went uh, to Colorado. Uh, we actually did something we've never done. We, she's actually was born and raised in Colorado, so we make quite a few trips to Colorado. But this one, rather than taking the interstate, we never were on an interstate the whole trip. And we went almost, we went clear to Grand Junction, which is almost... Uh, to Utah. Oh and my we, goodness. So you went all the way across Kansas and Colorado, never on an interstate. Never, never on, not from the time we left Raymore, Missouri. Oh, I love this. Go. You are a journey person. <laughs> See, I get in the car to go to Colorado and I want to get there as fast <laughs> as humanly possible. So how long did that take you? Two, we took two days to oh, do good it. For you. So we, we just got on the other side of Colorado, and, and then we stopped for the night, and then we, we were going to Durango was our first stop, which from Durango, we took the steam engine train through the mountains to Silverton, and that was a beautiful really? all-day trip. So so anyway, it just, it just reminded me, uh, I mean, being in Colorado, you just can't help but see all of God's beauty around us. His his handiwork is is total, totally, totally alive there, and it yes. was just a, it, so. I wanted to find a way to honor God with for this vacation, so I looked to Revelation 4:11. You are worth, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you please. When did you start making connections between what was happening in life and what's happening in Scripture? Chris Brown, when he was leading Growth Track... He told the leaders that he wanted us to have a huddle before each of our growth track classes, and we were to present a devotion. This was something totally new to me, yeah. but that is how that is. I, 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 coming up with ideas and all. Uh, a lot of times, God just puts things in me. Sometimes I get them from my morning devotion. Keep going. What other monuments? Well, other then the big things? one. Okay, I came back back from vacation, and I went to small group. I I missed a session, and when I got there, I was handed an invitation 
to uh, a friend's uh, a surprise party for a friend that used to be in our, our small group, wasn't any longer, and she'd actually turned 70 the year in 2020, but due to COVID, they postponed having a surprise party for her, so I was oh, okay. given an invitation. Well, I already had plans to go to another party that day, <laughs> and I told, told him, said, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to go, and my small group leader, Kathy Putnam, said, what do you mean you can't go? And she said, what time is that party? And I said, it's at noon. He says, well, this one's not till three. I said, oh, okay, well, maybe I can make it. Well, anyway, I did make it to the party, but the party wasn't for, for this other friend. It was a surprise party for my 70th yes. birthday. <laughs> and, you know, I, I looked in, I uh, I had a couple of my small group sisters. Had, in fact, I picked up one of them, and the other one I met in the parking lot. And there's Pastor Patrick there in the parking lot, too. He said, oh, well, he, he got invited, too. So I didn't think much of it. And, and so we're all kind of walking in, and it wasn't until... I looked up, and everybody's going, surprise, and I look up, and my daughter's running towards me. Did I catch on that the party was for my birthday <laughs> instead of for, <laughs> for our other friends? So, And I tell you, it was, it was amazing. All, all but one of my grandchildren were there. All oh, three wow. of the grandbabies were there. Wow. Some of the people that were, because were, the other party I had to go to was for my great niece, and a, probably... Uh, ten people that were at that party were at my had come straight from that party to my party, had kept <laughs> quiet during I mean, during the whole thing, had kept the secret. My friend that went to Colorado had known about it the whole trip, so it was it was amazing. And I tell you, wow. it was just I I would was blown away. They did a great job of <laughs> pulling it off. So That's so wonderful. Yeah. And oh, Pastor Don that. was there, too. Of course, being at 3 o'clock on a Saturday, that wasn't much time before you had to be there for... With Saturday <laughs> night services. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it was it was so appreciative that they, they took the time just to drop in for a few minutes. Uh, did you have a verse or something that stood out to you for that time? Or? Uh, but yeah, let's go with my Nehemiah verse, 9... Uh, I, I love this verse. Nehemiah 9, 5 to 6. May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessings and praise. You alone are the Lord. You make the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserve them all and the angels of heaven worship you. Uh, any monumental thing this year from from your small group? Right, we just finished a, a very interesting study, and it was called "One Month to Live." Yeah. And the idea was that uh, you find out one day that you have 30 days left, and then what are you going to do with that time? What it's trying to do is get you to live like possibly you would you would live 
you would desire to live or what you might do if you found out you only had 30 days to live. But go ahead, rather than being having regrets for not being able to accomplish all the things you wish you could do, to start doing them now. Wow. And it was based on four principles, to live passionately, to, live com- to love completely, to learn humbly, and to leave boldly. And by living passionately, that uh, principle, that it was teaching you to pursue your dreams. You know, a lot of times we, we say, oh, someday I want to do this. Well, make tomorrow someday. Wow. And also to take risks. And uh, in that, I kind of liked, uh, they referred to the parable of the bags of gold, where, where the king was going, getting ready to go on a, a journey, and he called three of his servants and to, to uh, take care of his money. And the first servant, he gave five bags of gold. And then his number two servant, he gave two bags of gold. And then his third servant, he gave one bag of gold. And he, he asked them that, to, to care for his money wisely. And anyway, when he came back then from his long journey, he called his servants back and he asked the, the uh, first servant, he says, well, what did, you, uh, what did you do with the five bags of gold I gave you? And he says, well, I, I have it here. I, I doubled it. I now have 10 bags. And he says, well, good, good and faithful servant. And then the second one comes in, and he asks him what he did, and he said, "Well, I have two bags. I had two bags of gold, and now I have four. I was able to double them for." He says, "Good job." Then the third one came, and he said, "Well, I, I had, you gave me one bag of gold, but I just was afraid that you know of, of taking any chances, so I just buried it in the ground. But I still have that one bag of gold." Mm. Well, he of course the king was very, very disappointed in him and wasn't going to give him any more um, chances, you know, to, to to do great things for him. And that's kind of where we are in life is, you know, you've got to kind of step out of your comfort zone, just like I did when you asked me to do this. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and, that, and, you know, we were talking about small group. That is something that my small group has done for me when I – first started. I, I got into a small group the first year I joined Brockbrook. Did not know anybody in the group. And I was really pretty new to to really, I had been, had believed in Jesus for many, many years, but I really didn't follow Jesus, had never really gotten into the Bible. So I felt uh, very self-conscious. So I didn't say much for two years. You talked to my sisters now they can't shut me up (laughs) (laughs) but but anyway it it has taught me to 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 take risks and to step out of my my comfort zone and then see the next one was on uh, living humbly and it kind of learn humbly and it kind of went into kind of reminded me of growth track to to find out find your talents and and then to use them and then also it talked about coping or adjusting to changes in life, you know, like losing somebody in your life or possibly retiring, and it just it goes in into that. Yeah. 
And then the the last part is then leave boldly, and that talks about your legacy. And so to leave boldly, leave boldly. And so that's talking about leaving a legacy. And how do we leave? How do we leave a legacy? It kind of brings me into to my belief that I hope to turn is that I find that I would like to. I, I'm I've gotten pretty good at serving here at Rockbrook, but I don't really serve much in my community, and mm. I I want to do a little bit more more outreach. Um, The, the the story went that there was a businessman that was traveling in a coastal uh, was visiting a coastal community and uh, he got up one morning decided to go for a walk along the shore and as he approached the beach he noticed there were lots and lots of starfish that had washed in with the tide and they were just lying there on the beach and he said they were they were still alive but this was in the middle of the summer and the sun was going to be would just bake them to death eventually mm. and he continued walking up the shore and he said there were just thousands of them and he came up on this little boy and this little boy was bending down picking up a starfish and then hurling it like a frisbee into the ocean and he was and then he'd pick up another and do the same and he was just going faster and faster as if he was trying to save as many as he could and the man just felt for him and he thought well I he said I, I'm gonna, I think it's really upon me to to teach him a hard lesson so he went up to him he said young man he says it's a noble thing that you're doing trying but but he says there're just so many there's just no way that you can you can save them all he says why don't you just you know give up and run along and 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 play he said he said because the sun's just getting hotter and hotter and they're just going to die he said and you just said there's just no way you can make a difference a little boy didn't say a word. He just picked up another starfish and threw it in the ocean. And then he looked at the gut man and says, I made a difference for that one, didn't I? Oh, wow. And that not that a great approach, you know, save, yes. save one at a time. Yes. And so, and, yeah. and that one starfish, you know, it's it's going to go on and maybe make more starfish. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I just thought that was a, a great, great way. So that's, I kind of look at that myself is, you know, m- maybe I can't do a lot in the community, but if I go out and maybe if I just do something for one person, if I just share Jesus with one person, you know, it's just... I think that's a powerful... That's the most powerful legacy right there. I think when we think about leaving a legacy, we can often uh, start thinking about us and our reputation and our bank accounts and uh, what we'll be remembered for. And it can almost, um, leaving a legacy can almost become a self-centered endeavor. But what you've described there is very giving, very generous. It's the legacy is someone else. The legacy is about someone else. It's not about you. It's not about me, but it's about another and who Jesus has called us to serve and to be about. And Jesus 
left here a legacy of the church and of believers and of followers and and he's the one who's above it all. It ultimately is all about him. And he even gave it up to serve us. Uh, so what a powerful expression of legacy. As you think about turning the page into the new year, and I'm sure you're experiencing what everyone's experiencing right now. Is there's just a lot of uncertainty oh, yeah. around 2022. Um, you're a, uh, you run a business. Correct. Um, there are uh, people depending on you. There, um, there is so much happening in the world and around us mm-hmm. um, that it's, you could say this every year. Uh, people do say it at the end of every year and before we go into a new year. And you can say it about this one too, that there is just uncertainty. Focus is drifting for people. But how do you, how are you looking at the new year as we turn the page from 21 to 22 and we look into the next season? What's a guiding verse for you? What's a guiding thought for you as we enter into these days? Well, I, I started... I, it, it's my guiding thought for every year, and uh, I, I found it, I, it happened, as I was doing my daily Bible reading, it happened to be a verse I came across on, on January 1st one year, and I thought, what a perfect verse to start the year, and that's Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, you have an opportunity to speak to our whole church. Is there anything you would, you would like to <laughs> I say? I just want to say that the, the power of prayer has been so evident in our small group. We've actually, there, there's been eight of us pretty regularly. They've been been since I started in 2011, but there's there's about eight of us. And of the eight, in the last two or three years, two have gone through cancer. Hmm. And both both right now are cancer free. So it's it's and it's just through strong, strong prayer and 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 belief. I've just seen Amazing things, amazing things. I mean, one of one of them was stage four, and right now she just found out last week she's cancer free. So it's just, praise God. Yes, yes. So the there's no doubt the power of prayer. There are miracles. Yes, definitely, definitely miracles. Wow. So. Well, if you want help in your prayer life, we've got 21 days of prayer coming up January 9th through the 29th. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much to Diana for her time. Enjoy your last week of 2021. Come on, turn the pages of scripture as we turn the pages of life. And join us this weekend for church, everybody. Come on, start your new year in church. We'll see you then.